0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Shape the Culture's weekly podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every week we aim to deliver an authentic, inspiring, creative message, give you something to meditate on for the week, for your life, something to set your soul on fire, awaken you as we walk through this journey together, as we live and grow, as we continue to shape the culture, shape the world around us. I just want to say that if you're a first-time listener, I'm so grateful that you found your way here. I appreciate you taking the time to check out our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I hope by the end of this podcast, you feel more alive, you feel more positive, you have good energy, good vibes, and that you're ready to subscribe at shapetheculture.org or using your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Wherever you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you can get the message every week. If you're a continuing listener, thank you so much for continuing to tune in. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to get right back into our message. So this week we are continuing our series titled For Dreamers Only. Um, and this this series is taking us in-depth with the story of Joseph Joseph. As we learn how to navigate our path and as we seek to make our dreams come true. So this path is, is strictly for the dreamers. And I shared this for the first couple of messages and I'm going to continue sharing it, is that it's my belief that we're all dreamers in our own way. I believe we all have our own dreams, whether it's a big dream, small dream, whatever you consider it to be, it is your dream. It is your purpose. It is the reason that you are alive. It's the, the thing that keeps you going through the hard times, through the good times. So, I believe we all have this dream. We all have things that we want to accomplish. So, for the first week, we started with the beginning of Joseph's story as he stood up against his family who didn't believe in his dreams. And, you know, this showed us how important it is for us to protect our dreams, even through the doubt and the disbelief, because we have to be willing to hold our dream close, even when people, other people, doubt and disbelieve us. Um, Because there will always be a time, there will never be a time where everybody believes in your dreams, and that's okay. Our only responsibility is to keep walking towards our dreams no matter what. And then so last week, we continued with the story of Joseph, and we looked at the story of his betrayal by his brothers. And you know, this illustrated how pain is an unavoidable part of the process that that can't be avoided. Instead of trying to avoid pain, we looked at how important it is for us to feel our pain and continue to move forward. And I think that's very important for us to be able to feel it and keep going anyway. So for this week... We're going to continue to look at Joseph and he arrives in Egypt after he's been sold. And we're going to see how his position as the right hand man of of Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, that lesson that that can teach us. So this message is titled Face the Temptation. And I'm going to be reading from Genesis chapter 39. And it reads like this. After Joseph had been taken to Egypt by the Ishlamites. Potiphar, an Egyptian, one of Pharaoh's officials and the manager of his household, bought him from them. As it turned out, God was with Joseph and things went very well with him. He ended up living in the home of his Egyptian master. His master recognized that God was with him, saw that God was working for good in everything he did. He became very fond of Joseph and made him his personal aide. He put him in charge of all his personal affairs, turning everything over to him. From that moment on, God blessed the home of the Egyptian, all because of Joseph. The blessing of God spread over everything he owned at home and in the fields, and all Potiphar had to concern himself with was eating three meals a day. Joseph was a strikingly handsome man. As time went on, his master's wife became infatuated with Joseph and one day said, sleep with me. He wouldn't do it. He said to the master's wife, look, with me here, My master doesn't give a second thought to anything that goes on here. He puts me in charge of everything he owns. He treats me as an equal. The only thing he hasn't turned over to me is you. You're his wife, after all. How could I violate his trust and sin against God? She pestered him day after day, but he stood his ground. He refused to go to bed with her. On one of these days, he came to the house to do his work, and none of the household servants happened to be there. She grabbed him by his cloak, saying, sleep with me. He left his coat in her hand and ran out of the house. When she realized that he had left his coat in her hand and ran outside, she called to her house servants, look, this Hebrew shows up, and before you know it, he's trying to seduce us. He tried to make love to me, but I yelled as loud as I could. With all my yelling and screaming, he left his coat beside me here and ran outside. She kept his coat right there until his master came home. She told him the same story. She said, the Hebrew slave the one you brought to us, came after me and tried to use me for his plaything. When I yelled and screamed, he left his coat with me and ran outside. When his master heard his wife's story telling him, these are the things your slave did to me, he was furious. Joseph's master took him and threw him into the jail where the king's prisoners were locked up. But there in jail, God was still with Joseph. He reached out in kindness to him. He put him on good terms with the head jailer. The head jailer put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners he ended up managing the whole operation. The head jailer gave Joseph free reign, never even checked on him because God was with him. Whatever he did, God made sure it worked out for the best. In a way, I you have to love how this story really kind of explains itself because when we read about Joseph, we're concerned, we're worried, we're confused. I mean, we're reading about a young man betrayed by his family, sold into slavery, And we have no idea how his journey is going to turn out. But when we begin chapter 39, we read that God is with Joseph. And this is not a secret. It's so obvious, right? It's so obvious that that Joseph has this blessing, this protection around him, that Potiphar places Joseph in charge of everything he owns. He had no worries. And I believe this is an excellent illustration of how swift our recovery and our come up can come. Because like I talked about last week even when we're low and we believe that we're down and out god is with us there's a plan and a purpose waiting for us on the other side and this is a fact that we have to be able to muster up belief in ourselves and we have to be able to believe it so others can believe it as well and what we can also believe as a fact is that with every new level we reach and the higher we climb temptation will be there to follow and temptation is an interesting battle we encounter time and time again because It's not like pain that we talked about last week, where it can necessarily cause us physical discomfort or even emotional discomfort, but it does have an effect on our emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Just our emotional health, our mental health, our spiritual health, it can have an effect on that. When we're facing temptation, many times we're facing something that impacts our character. And we see this in the story of Joseph because he was tasked with overseeing all of Potiphar's household. He was a right-hand man to somebody in the royal family. And the only thing Potiphar considered to be off limits from Joseph was his wife. But it really is so interesting that even when God is with you, when you're walking out your process, when you're moving with faith, temptation to go the other way will always come. We're gonna be pressured to fall off our path. We might even start to believe that when we do this, nothing will happen to us. I have to believe that that's a thought Joseph had that, you know, like, wait a minute, I'm royalty right now. Like, I can do whatever I want. So if Joseph had chose to go the other way, he would have rationalized it. We have a way of rationalizing our temptations at times. And we read that his temptation put him in a dangerous position. Joseph said it himself. Potiphar had given him everything. He was in a position of power. So I can only imagine that at a certain point, yes, Joseph considered giving himself in. He might have thought that he could get away with sleeping with his master's wife. He might have thought that she wouldn't tell anybody and nobody would find out. Our Joseph might have considered the fact that either way it goes, he was going to be in trouble. So why not just give in and for the temptation? I think that's where temptation is the most tricky because at a certain point, we always consider giving in. That's human nature to debate whether it's worth it to make the right or wrong choice. But we have to be willing to face our temptation rather than folding for our temptation because trouble and temptation go hand in hand and we just can't avoid it. But facing our temptation, like I said, is more of a mental, emotional, and spiritual battle because it's our character being tested. Joseph might have had one thing correct that trouble was coming no matter what, but he understood the decisions he made would influence the outcomes. This story tells us at the beginning that God is with Joseph, and then we read at the end that he ends up thrown in jail. Even after turning down the temptation, things still went left. And you might think to yourself, how could that happen when he made the right choice? and we've had our own situations when we believe, you know, we did it. We've we've overcome our temptations and we made the right choices, but somehow some way we still end up in trouble or going through another terrible terrible situation. It really doesn't seem fair. But the thing that we need to be reminded of is that sometimes we we aren't rewarded for making the right choice because that's just the right thing to do. The right choice doesn't always come with the reward. Sometimes making the right choice is just insurance to keep us protected because Even though Joseph was thrown in jail because he made the right choice, because he continued to shine and he let his character reflect who he was, we read that God was still with him. And even in jail, Joseph was treated like royalty. He was still put in charge of everything. Facing our temptations helps prove to ourselves that we're ready and capable of handling achieving our dreams. Because as dreamers, Not only do we have a responsibility to protect our dreams, but we have to be able to handle what comes from making our dreams a reality. Because just like in the story of Joseph, it's a perfect illustration of how toxic people and situations will attempt to cling to you when you're making strides in the world and following through with your plans. When God is with you, people want to be with you too. But not everybody is meant to be with you and not everything is always for you. Discernment and clarity are two of the most important things we need in life as dreamers. We have to be able to see through the temptation, be prepared for the trouble that's coming, and be confident that we can make the right decision no matter what. The decisions you make represent your character. If we decide to fold for our temptation, I honestly believe that we delay access to our dreams. We hold ourselves back instead of propelling ourselves forward. It's not about avoiding temptation. Instead, we must face our temptations deny them control over us, and make decisions that align with our dreams. It's all about facing our temptations, being confident in the decisions that we make. And that requires us to be confident in ourselves. Like I said, for dreamers to believe in ourselves, to know that we have a purpose and a plan waiting for us on the other side. To know that somehow, some way, it's going to get worked out. It's it's going to come to a solution it's going to be better for you. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. You're going to survive. You're going to make it. So thank you once again for tuning in to Shape the Culture's weekly message. Like I said, we we aim to deliver a creative, authentic, inspiring message every week. Hope you you heard something that gives you something to think about today throughout this week, something that you can start implementing in your daily life. Uh, Make sure that you share this message with a friend, with a loved one, with somebody close. We follow, follow the model of each one, teach one. That's how this Shape the Culture movement grows. Continue to reach out, give me feedback, constructive criticism, some things you would like to hear, some things you would like for me to discuss. I love you all. I'll talk to you guys next week.